24 past 12 as we talk greyhound racing and joining us is Sandown's Jason Adams. How are you, Jace? Good afternoon, Nars. I'm well and to be honest, still feeling the buzz from Saturday night of the Meadows. It was such a memorable night, of course, highlighted by the feat of the mighty Fanta Bale. Wasn't she just amazing? She was sensational. Let's talk a little bit about her victory that makes it nine Group 1s in total. Uh, she was able to take out the Group 1 Australian Superstayers final. She was, and I guess what words are really left to describe how much of a superstar this, this girl is. She was just unbelievable on Saturday night. She started favourite at around 480, and coming into the race, there's a few experts that probably doubted her who were leaning towards Rip and Sam. He was good in running fourth. He was held up at some vital stages, like but Fanta Bale's run. She she began well. She she led, and, and throughout the last month, I was certainly one of few who, who was worried about her backing after three weeks. Of course, she started off with a Zoom top. Uh, she won that, then won her heat of the Superstars, and three weeks on end. She hasn't done that probably ever in her career at the highest level. And once Quick Jagger levelled up to her going down the back straight, he looked to be going better, and I was thinking she may be in trouble here. And then turning for home, she still had him at bay, then Sharp Diamond loomed on the outside out of nowhere. He looked the main danger, but as soon as those two levelled up the Fanta Bale, she just kicked and kicked and kicked. It was the absolute epitome of how she goes about her racing. She won by half a length, but I tell you what, if she did, she did look in danger, but if the line was 10 or 20 metres away, I think she still would have won. She's just got that unbelievable will to win. And even being at the track and seeing it unfold, uh, in the rarity, it was just one of those moments where you, you kind of look towards the, um, the the person standing next to you and just say, wow, whether you know or not, it was just one of those moments where it's just so mem- memorable. And, and one of, the, one of the, the, the highlights, I guess, from my short time in Greyhound Racing, of course, for fans as a win, it wasn't just a win that another one goes under her belt. It was her ninth group one of, of her career. No Greyhound has ever done that before. Of course, she eclipsed Fernando Bale's tally of eight. And she also took his mantle as the world's highest ever prize money earner, of course, with a $100,000 first prize for the Australian Superstars added into her bank. Her prize money tally now stands at a massive $1.36 million. And she's been she's on top of the sport now. She has been for 12 months. We can't forget this time last year, she won the Australian Cup. Uh, she's won a, a group one over all three distances. And I was speaking to Rob Britton on the night and... He was just so relieved, and I think with most great greyhound trainers, they know exactly where their dog is at and exactly what their greyhounds are capable of. But speaking to Rob, I think even he thought he Fanta Bale was in trouble in running, and afterwards he was just in awe and as much of a fan as what any of any of the rest of us are, and he got as much of a thrill out of what she's done. She's just an amazing performer, and I think we all need to, as greyhound fans, consider ourselves lucky. We've seen some champions in the past dominate and quickly head to the breeding scene, but we will see Fanta Bale continue the race. I think they'll probably race her up until she kind of says um, she's had enough. And I think in the back of their mind, we've of course been Rob Britton and Paul Wheeler. They've got the Sandown Cup their swan song, but we'll wait and see. I think next we'll see her head to Wentworth Park again for heats of the Association Cup later this month. Of course, that's at Group 1 level and she'll be aiming for an amazing 10th Group 1. But we will speak about her all day. She's an out-and-out star and certainly a fantastic advertisement for our sport. Definitely, and uh, we had the Group 1 Australian Cup too for the Sprinters, won by Hecton Bale. Yeah, it was, and it's quickly becoming a, a really powerful force if is Hecton Bale over both the sprint and middle distance trips. And when he drew box eight uh, for the final last week, uh, I think most people thought he did need a lot of luck. There was no questioning how fast he is. Uh, of course, he was the fastest heat winner as well, but he got all the favours on Saturday night. But he did have to capitalise on him, and that's exactly what he did. He jumped from the pink, and the ground inside of him, Haston Solly from seven, he began quickly, went straight to the rail, which gave 
Hecton Bale, an absolute paddock to work with. He mustered good speed. He went five and in the first market, which doesn't lead most races, but with the, the clear running he had, that was key for him, and it allowed him the lead, which no one really would have expected. And I think if he were on any other greyhound in the race, he would have thrown a ticket in the bin. He was because a greyhound like him who finds a front that is not going to get rolled. He won by five and a half lengths in a very, very fast 29 of 53. And, of course, it continues. A terrific run for Team Daly. They've made a great start to 2018, and with the likes of... Hecton Bale running around. He expected that run to continue. Um, and, and all in all, I guess, at the Meadows on Saturday night, it was just a massive night. It was a good crowd. It was a great feeling about the place. There was a lot of people around with fan flags and the like. And, of course, a big credit to the club with Eddie, Mark, Joe and Corey and the rest of the team. It was a terrific representation of greyhound racing and certainly a night that won't be forgotten anytime soon. And, of course, we've got the running of the Group 2 Horsham Cup to be run this Saturday. Yes, yeah, so we had five heats of the Horsham Cup last Friday. The heat winners were Jimmy Newob, Super Sook, Tampo De Niro, Alfred Giorgio, and also Aston DB. I think out of lows, the most impressive winner was from Aston DB. Just the way he won, he was the fastest of the first section, only went 6.43. He was matched by Nangar Warrior in his heat, but this is might of Aston DB. We saw what separates him from the from the very good sprinters to the absolute elite. He he kind of laid a massive hip and shoulder on Nangar Warrior going around the first turn. I thought that was unbelievably impressive. He's drawn box eight, and understandably, he is the $1.60 favourite, and I think he looks very hard to beat. Outside of him, Jimmy Newob's drawn box number one for the fifth time in a row. Uh, he's at $3.80. Outside of him, Silver Chief winner out of range at $6.50, and then Tiempo De Niro for Mick Carter uh, does have great early speed and is at $7. But Aston DB drawn out there in the pink. He should get it all his own way. and looks very hard to beat at $1.60. Mm, that's for sure. Um, and what about um, a look at both the, the Richmond Derby and Oaks? The, the finals will be run this Friday. Yeah, those heats were also last Friday. It was four heats, heats of each series. The Derby for the boys, the fastest heat winner was two times twice in 30 and 48. And according to the market, number one, Aston Duke for Jason McKay is the favourite at $2.40. He was a heat winner in 30 and 59. There is strong Victorian interest as well. It was Aston Frankel for Paul Abello in box number two. He's at $5 and also Honey in for Brett Bravo, uh, who went 30.82 in his heat. is at around $8. And, of course, we also had four heats of the Yokes for the girls. And we saw the two big guns who have lined up in this final being a Blue Sky Right and Uphill Jill. They come from the same heat, and you should have seen this race. So they both speed out of the boxes. They went 5.17 and 5.18, the first mark, respectively. And I don't know Richmond first split times off the back of my hand, but speaking to Uphill Jill's trainer, David Gill, on Saturday night, he said that's an absolutely flying first split and probably the equivalent of a 4.90 to the first mark at a city track down here. So absolutely humming. And as expected, they're the two equal favourites with Uphill Jill at 2.70, Blue Sky Ride at $2.80, Box 8, and outside of Lowe's, Miss Splendid Marrow at $4.50, and also Poco Dorado at $5.50 from the Red. So that's Richmond at this Friday night, the two big Group 1 finals, of the, uh, the Richmond Derby and the Richmond Oaks. And also, uh, of course, uh, the, the launching pad uh, starts to, to get into swing with the heats next week. Yeah, absolutely. And we had a, a qualifying final for that event the last Thursday night. Of course, the winner uh, gaining a ticket for the launching pad series. That was won by OK Kirsty. Of course, she was beaten comfortably by Chief Sidekick in the heat, but turned the tables in the final. And her trainer, Ray Floyd, wasn't excited post-race. He was a little bit disappointed with the time 29.90, but he's got big wraps on OK Kirsty. He's a good fella too, Ray. He's had a, 
history in harness racing and now heavily involved in local sport in the sale region. And now him and OK Kirsty are off to the launching pad with heats, as you said, Nuts, next Thursday night. And it's starting to get very exciting, of course. It's a big series. There's $410,000 up for grabs uh, throughout the series. Of course, participants buy an entry to this race for $2,000. Uh, the, the, the purchase and transfer of entry forms close Monday, this Friday. And if you're a participant thinking about buying a launching pad ticket, I don't think you'll have until Friday. There's only a handful left, and we're getting a lot of inquiries in the office. So if you're interested, get onto our website uh, to check out the launching pad page where all the details are. And, of course, it's looking to be a really strong series yet again this year. It's that time of year where the launching pad comes around. You see really impressive youngsters from around the country all of a sudden pop up here in Victoria. There's a couple of kennel mates who were outstanding at Sand Anne on Sunday. They're in one two. They've come down from New South Wales. They were beast unleashed and binions. They were very impressive in fast time. So really starting to heat up. The formalities wrap up of the launching pad this week. And, of course, the real action gets underway next week uh, with the heats on Thursday night. Definitely. And, uh, of course, we've got a Greyhound Community Day coming up at Sandown, middle of the month. Yeah, always very well attended these days. It's a celebration of the Greyhound breed. We're hosting it here at Sandown Park on Saturday, the 17th of March. And, of course, this is an opportunity for everyone who's, who's a grain adopter and, and also all breeds are welcome to come down. There'll be a lot of things. And, of course, the, the main part about it, everything's free. There's going to be barbecue, dog wash, uh, a lot of giveaways. There's also going to be some, uh, some greyhounds up for adoption, about 22. Uh, that happens between 1.45 and 3.30 p.m. So it's going to be a big day. It's always well attended. I'm very much looking forward to it. That's on uh, Saturday, the 17th of March. And for all the details around that, uh, head to GAP's website at gap.grv.org.au. Wonderful. Thanks, Jase. Thanks, Nuts.